I think one of the reasons why this is such a complex area is because the four people you've got sitting around this table and many others in the field are often engaged not just in theoretical work but also in empirical work. And when you're engaged in empirical work and you're going out and talking to people and meeting all kinds of differences, differences of views, different ways of living and so on, that's when you start to really appreciate the complexity of what's happening in terms of family life, personal life and so on. So I suppose one of the things I would want to say is that I think this is going to remain a a complex area and it should remain a complex area and that the dilemmas that we face if you like as academics probably pale into insignificance if you think about the dilemmas that people are facing in their personal lives and family lives and so on so I think one of the the great enjoyments of this field and I suppose I've been in it now for so many years and I've stayed interested in it because there keep being these kinds of challenges and we do need new ways of thinking about it and I suppose the other thing I'd also want to say is that what's interesting is that many of the ideas that we have got and we've been talking about here today have actually started somewhere else in other words if you like the sort of people that we try to capture in our research are already ahead of us. So concepts like families of choice and those kinds of ideas didn't start with academics deciding that was a great idea and let's impose it on a group of people. They're bubbling up elsewhere and forcing, if you like, the discipline to start recognising different ways of living your personal life. So I think it's going to stay fairly full of dilemmas, but that's what's quite exciting about it. Mm. I agree. And I think it's not just complex, it's so rich. And I think it's a really exciting richness and and agree with you that we don't want to lose that. I've got a feeling that in the past when people studied families, they were fitting families into these much more narrow concepts and ways of understanding. And that we're very lucky as researchers um, looking at family life now because we do have this diversity of concepts available to us and and this ability to understand complexity and multiplicity and so on. Yes, I mean, just to continue with the theme of complexity, I think that one of the interesting things that is happening is that um, researchers are beginning to think of all new, slightly different ways of investigating families, so using sort of visual techniques, for example, or looking at the material culture of uh, of the household, things like the gardens, what's put on people's walls and all these kinds of things relate in all sorts of complex ways to sort of family life and and practices. And I think the other thing I would say is that to perhaps not necessarily start with, quote, family or family life, but to begin somewhere else. So if you begin with looking at food, an issue which is very much in the public mind at the moment, you know, with questions about obesity and um, proper meals and and that kind of thing, you're very quickly led back to notions of family and relationships and so on. The same also applies to systems of urban transportation, for example, and debates about how we move people about the city. So I think that you know there is a lot to go with the It's not going to run out for a long time, and I'm delighted. Mm, I agree with all of that that has been said, and I suppose I think one of the things about starting somewhere else is that we should, in going forward, always be able to show both kind of empirically and theoretically the relevance of family and personal relationships to all kinds of other really important big social changes and social issues and that's how we'll go forward. 
Well, that's great. And it's very nice to hear the way that you've all really returned back to research and to evidence about what people are doing and how they are constructing the meanings of family and personal life in their own lives every day and in all kinds of different ways. And I think if you're studying this course, you might want to think back to the first part of the course where we've looked at evidence and how to interpret the things that people say and the ways families are classified, categorised and constructed in evidence. And hopefully with this discussion, you've got a bit more of a grip on the theoretical tools and the conceptual tools to make sense of this kind of evidence and to interpret it in this general field of family studies. So I want to thank you all very, very much for this discussion and for presenting your ideas to us so clearly and, and interestingly. So thanks very much. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.